Welcome back to another episode of the Slice of Pie podcast. Um, I am very tired. I thought I'm not going to get much done today because I'm extremely tired. So I might as well uh, record the podcast. This camera is like a little too high for my liking. All right. Uh, I've got water here. I've actually got a lot of water here. It's like 20 ounces of water. It's going to be great. Um, but the reason... Oh, my mic. The reason I'm so tired is because I got my um, second shot of the vaccine uh, yesterday. But I was doing a lot yesterday as well. I had my... Uh, well, and by the way, I'm recording this on Sunday. It's going up on a Wednesday because I upload them on Wednesdays. Um, but I, uh, I saw so Saturday. I get my vaccine, and then I go from there, and I need to go and film for a project for one of my classes, and then. Once all this is done, I'm going back, I'm finishing up a bit more homework, uh, winding down, getting getting my stuff together, pretty much. Um, and then, by like 10, I collapsed. And also, my friend came over for a bit, um, because he was just in the area. But, um, that that was my day yesterday which doesn't seem like super super busy but when you you know when you get the second dose of the vaccine obviously it affects you a little bit more than the first one which is why i woke up today with a fever um and i've been having well they're not tylenol it's the acetaminophen thing um I've got like the Target brand Tylenol essentially because it's cheaper. And so I think kind of like the main reason well, I had I've had like one of these today so far, but you know, I mean the the vaccine really gets you. And I'll go from wearing like especially today, I've gone from wearing like a sweatshirt and like sweatpants to like nothing because my body temperature fluctuates more than I ever wanted it to. My body temperature is messed up today, and it's it's not great. I know it's from the vaccine, but it's also Mother's Day, and I was supposed to see my mother today because she was she's not in town, but like she was relatively close. She was gonna come down to see me, and then I was like. Hi, I have a fever because um, vaccine did did not nice thing to me because I worked all yesterday and literally had nothing that I could do. There was nothing I could do. So, I mean, that that's just where we're at. Um, it's not the worst thing in the world, though. Um... So, like, you know, today I woke up, I could not sleep, though. I think I got, like, two hours sleep, and then the rest was just tossing and turning. 
It was good fun. Um. Uh, and then let's see. So yeah, I woke up. I woke up. It's like six thirty in the morning. I was like, this is not fun. And so I'm like, I, I text my parents because they were supposed to come down for Mother's Day. And I'm like, hey, not feeling well. Um, vaccines really hit me this morning. And they said, let's chat. So I got on a call with them. And we just chatted for like 30 minutes. And at this point, I was starting to feel a bit better. At this point, I had a Tylenol. At this point, I'd also had a cup of tea. Um, I've been drinking water, despite the fact that I've only been up for like an hour officially, but I could also just barely get out of bed. And eventually I got up and I went to go take a shower and then took a shower, uh, got more water, made some food like 30 minutes after the shower, and then I just slept. And I've woken up, and I thought, now is the perfect time to talk about the history of me playing video games for my podcast that I've started. So, <clears throat> I guess that's just where we're going to be today. So, we're going to start talking about this, because um, it's it's actually kind of an interesting story. Um, there There's some interesting things that I've, I've kind of got to like really think about um and how i'm gonna like go about it it could go much longer than i intend to so if it's uh if the podcast is a bit longer than 30 minutes then that that's probably why um so let's get started so basically when i guess my video game exposure started off with those like national geographic type games like the nat geo kids where they have these like you know educational games and like commercials um that you would see on tv or whatever and they were you know they're cool they did the you know and, and i would play those i think the first game it was i don't know it was like i think it was national geographic for but like the kids edition and there was like these little there was like this little yellow dog essentially or cat or i don't know what it was but you would go through like they, they had a bunch of like mini games that you could play that would like puzzle uh strategy type things but you know for the skill level of like a four-year-old or something like that I don't know. I think I was like five or six playing those. Um, and it was mainly because when my parents upgraded like computers or something like that, they would allow me to play on it. And we had like a, the public like family computer, which was basically just an old computer that we put in a room that really I only used. And it was the family computer. And all thing, all these things changed. It was like it was like a two thousand and like two MacBook or what is it? Is it the, um, it's like the Mac desktops. 
and it was it was like a full like 2002 Mac desktop, like really slow, really shit, wouldn't update. And so eventually, my mom decided when I was about I think ten or tw- somewhere between ten and twelve. She just I think I was I think I was about nine or ten actually, and she decided to get rid of her current desktop um, and just do laptop. This is mainly because for work purposes, uh, laptop was much more uh, in tune to what her needs were at the time um, because she wasn't just like at home constantly or um, like in one specific place. So having a desktop was just not reasonable and having a laptop was very much not only trendy because you know it's like 2010 and now everyone's you know getting laptops but also just the fact that you know it was kind of an in thing to like get laptops i remember uh my school they when we hit like third grade there was a massive like influx of using laptops for work and the school would provide these they the school would provide them and they had like they'd spend you know thousands of dollars to get like two three hundred computers laptops from from apple and we had these carts that they would wheel them around on as well. Uh, and and they were like plug in and they had like the like a generator or like a battery in them. And so they would like have all the they'd have the plugs, so you plug the laptops back into this like cart device. It was actually really cool. And I'm going way off topic. Um <laughs> But so yes, that was around the time when like laptops were booming. Um, now let's see around this time, we're going to go back in time a little bit. So we're now going to go back to my first and second grade and we're going to talk about a couple of things. So one thing, one Pokemon, everyone, everyone who's had a childhood and I would say this goes more to. I would say it goes more to guys just because I grew up with it being more guys, but I also like, there's definitely a lot of, um, definitely a lot of like girls and other more like feminine people in general that have also really enjoyed Pokemon. It's not just more like masculine type people that like it. Obviously I just, I grew up in that environment. So I'd always considered video games to be a more, a uh, masculine thing than like a feminine thing personally but there is a there's a few differences and I, I will talk about those um because there's always exceptions and like different people and experiences you have because where i went to school to like a rich white kid school and i was like the poorest kid there i can't confirm that actually but i was not on the i wasn't even on the middle spectrum probably of like kids at that school wealth wise like i was i was on the i was on the poor side 
and I'm talking about like how my parents are buying laptops and have like a bunch of desktop computers and are living comfortably. So, you know, different experiences that we all have. But um, one of the things that I, so I grew up with like Pokemon, Bakugan, Beyblade. Like these were the big shows that were out when I was a kid. And so we would like go to school with all this stuff and we would have like separate backpacks with like Bakugan stuff. I still have my Bakugan backpack that I had. And like all of this would go on to like probably fourth grade, maybe fifth grade before people started kind of growing out of that phase and started like watching different things. And middle school is obviously just a weird time. But I remember the Pokemon Heart and Gold commercials, mainly because they had Dylan and Cole Sprouse on them. Um, and I don't know why they were like the spokespeople for Nintendo. I think it's literally just because they were like big name celebrity teens at the time. And so anyone between the ages of like seven and 18 knew who they were. So it was really easy to market to people around that age by using them. So I guess it makes sense. Um, but I remember this and I remember because I was in about third grade when all this was going down. And for my birthday in third grade, we went to visit my family in England. And I remember beforehand, uh, I saw my, I saw my, my parents left out. They'd went to, I don't think it was GameStop. I think it was just Target. They'd went to Target and they bought Pokemon Heart Gold and a Nintendo 3DS. And they just put this bag on um, just like a counter in the kitchen. And I'm walking through and I just see a bag and I notice something gold in it. And because I'm just an annoying, you know, child that's not even 10 years old yet. I'm like seven, eight years old. I'm in like third grade. I'm nosy. I want to know what it is. So I take a look and I see Pokemon Heart Gold and Nintendo DS. And I ask my mom, because I'm a nosy child, oh, who's the game for? And she freaks out. I remember this because she freaked out. Um, she fully like, oh, snap. She came up with a response pretty quickly. I remember she said it was for one of my cousins in England as we were going to go to England, obviously, for spring break. And and my birthday's during spring break. So, and, and my other, the cousin she was saying, his birthday was not during my spring break, I'm pretty sure. And so there was like an element of confusion but I just didn't really ask questions because I figured, well, we're going because we're not going in the summer. So it makes sense to maybe bring gifts early. But then why don't you ship it? Uh, why don't you send it on like DHL next day shipping that costs like 400 bucks? Dude, DHL is just... DHL are a wonderful company. Um, 
I, I hate it whenever I get a DHL package and I ordered something from like China from Amazon and I stupidly pay for express shipping and then it's like 70 bucks and I didn't realize and then and I see the DHL bag and I'm like, oh shit, did I spend extra money on this? And then I'm like, oh no, but <clears throat> I digress. Um, long story short, it gets to my birthday and guess what? The DS and video game were for me. I, I know. I played uh, Heart Gold all night long to my heart's content. Um, and that is the start of me playing video games. Now, I had played video games before. So this is where this is where we kind of but that was my first video game system and game that I had it was a Nintendo 3DS that was black and Pokemon HeartGold. Now, I'd played uh, Pokemon Platinum before, or was it Diamond and Pearl? I'd played Gen 4 before because I had a friend at school who I did guitar lessons with, and he had all sorts of video. Like, he had Guitar Hero, he had a Wii, he had, he had an Xbox, I think. I think his brother had an Xbox. Legitimately, but... Um, and then, he, you know, he had DS's, various different, like, he had multiple DS's. And so we would, we would play, like, Pokemon, and then we'd play, like, um, we'd play, like, the Guitar Hero or whatever. Maybe we'd play, like, Mario Kart for a bit. I also had another friend, and she had a uh, Nintendo system. She had a Wii. Um, and so I'd, you know, like Mario Kart, play that there. Uh, I had neighbors who also had various different gaming setups uh, with, you know, various games, mostly like Mario Kart, because that's pretty much all I knew how to play back then. Um, I had no idea what I was doing with Pokemon, but I kept playing it. Um, by the time I hit middle school, I it, we're getting to like 2012. And Minecraft is pretty much, like, starting to become the next biggest thing. And I'd played Minecraft Pocket Edition uh, before on my friend's iPad. But I didn't have that luxury. Now, I think it was 2011 when I made a Minecraft account. Maybe it was 2012. But I was playing Minecraft on a Mac computer because that's all I had. I had a Mac desktop and I had a DS and I didn't really play games but I had Minecraft and can you believe it this stupid ass Mac desktop couldn't run fucking Minecraft and this is like you know the older Minecraft this is even like new Minecraft this is this is like Minecraft like beta 1.8 and it just can't run. Though I think at the time, the game had been in full release. It was probably like Minecraft version 1.2.5 that I was playing at the time. I think that lines up with when I started playing. I'm trying to like think of game updates and things like that. But, um, you know, you're, you're not playing a very advanced version of Minecraft. You don't have 
like 50 different biomes and an expanded nether and world borders and all sorts of these cool fancy funky things like it's just it's a it's, it was actually a very i think 1.2 was pretty glitch free i think 1.2 was a very good update if i remember correctly um a lot of it was very stable for mod packs as well those were like the first big mod packs came out then and so I was playing Minecraft on that, and I, I was, like, really not... It wasn't that I wasn't enjoying it. It was just, like, trying to play Minecraft on a Mac computer is, like... It's just annoying. I'm trying to think of something witty to say, but it's just annoying. Like, I've never had so much annoyance than trying to play Minecraft on a Mac computer. Having to press FNF3 when I wanted to see coordinates, or just F and f5 just so i could see my character in the game is so annoying imagine trying to pvp right and you've got to press fnf5 to see if someone's chasing you instead of just that five i mean talk about inefficiency so uh i got some of my birthday money that i had saved and some funding and help from my parents and i built myself a very shit gaming PC for like 500 bucks. Maybe less. I think it was actually like 300 bucks. Um, I think the most expensive thing was literally the processor and the case. I think they were the most expensive things because I think my graphics card was like 40 bucks. Um, yeah. Good fun. And, you know, it was like a Intel i3, I think, uh, a shitty graphics card, um, like 4 gigs of RAM, 500 gigabytes of storage. It wasn't anything special. What I will say, I could run Minecraft pretty smoothly on it, actually. Couldn't play too many mod packs at this point, but... I could run Minecraft effectively, and I did. Uh, I started playing other games. I think I started streaming as well around the time I, I got a gaming PC. It was more just a PC that had an emphasis and was built more designed to play video games than actually do work on it. Doesn't mean that was... It, it doesn't mean it was a gaming PC... I think it would do very well just opening Microsoft Word. That's not the point, though. Um, <laughs> why is it zoomed out? I am so confused. What is going on? You know what? This is just what it. This is what we're just gonna be today. I don't. It, it just. It just. The zoom died, and I don't know why the zoom on my webcam died. You can't even see this. This is just for the recording for YouTube. Anyway, I so I, I started doing like YouTube, started streaming. I, I, I think I progressed pretty quickly, started editing as well. So we're going to get into... So that was kind of it. And then years later, you know, it's just kind of a, been a progressively building up my computer and, and making it better, upgrading it. I th and then finally, actually, 
in 2020, I finally, over quarantine, fully revamped my computer. Um, everything other than the graphics card that's currently in it is roughly a year old. Um, I've had this set computer set up now for about a year. And it is it was the first major change in like eight years. Because new case, new motherboard, new graphics card, or not new graphics card, I literally said it was a, the same old graphics card that I've had like for four years. But um, new processor, I think I got a bunch of like extra like wires and shit. I got new RAM. I, got, I completely revamped my computer to make it like not a, a, a fucking potato. And... Yeah, I mean it, it's done really well. This computer's been been great. Um, connected some, I think like two terabytes of external storage to it as well, so that I can do more gaming stuff. Um, I really like. I feel like college has helped my gaming experience a lot more than middle school and high school did. Because middle school, it was kind of just, I don't know what I'm doing. If I'd got popular in middle school, I'd be the annoying guy with an SM7B and I'd be in a fancy apartment probably streaming like the epic SMP to like 700 people. And that's cool. But the thing is, I think because of where I've come through YouTube, through gaming history, um, I think it... It's definitely been beneficial in, in various different ways. I feel like the people I would have met, I wouldn't have met. And I'm very thankful for the people that I've met through the video games, through YouTube, and uh, all that stuff. Um, so let's talk about Heroes and Generals. Heroes and Generals was the second game I played on PC. And my Heroes and Generals phase was definitely an interesting one. Because it was a first-person shooter game, and it was the first one that I had. Now, for context, it's kind of an indie game, World War II, first-person shooter. Different maps, you play Axis allies, and eventually they added Soviet Union. Bunch of different guns, tanks, planes. As far as a game concept goes, Heroes in Generals has one of the best game concepts I think I've ever seen. Like, if... Battlefield decided to make, or if EA took a Battlefield game and made it around Heroes and Generals, oh, like a World War II game around Heroes and Generals, dude, it would be like the game of the summer. Because it's a grand strategy MMO first person shooter. It's like taking three things that almost seem like they shouldn't fit together. And then puts them together in a way that's actually interesting and engaging. So basically the way the game works is you have a war and a standard mode. And the war mode is the grand strategy. What you have is you have different generals, which are actual players, who are commanding various points on a map. And so you'll have like an actual city, like Warsaw and Poland. And it'll be fought oh, between, say, the communists and the Germans or the Russians and the Germans. And the Russian generals will put, like, you know, they might put 
and they're real players, and they'll put, like, you know, tanks and planes and infantry, and then, you know, the Germans will do the same, and they'll try and, like, match them so that it's an equal playing field. Or they'll try and, um, you know, they'll try and start off, and they'll, like, a thousand infantry are going to be here. We're going to have, like, 500 tanks, 500 planes, and we're just going to fucking destroy them. And then you have, you know, you'll have the Americans who can't do shit. They just sat there and died every time. It's really funny. Actually, I remember because, you know, the USA never won many wars. And I remember I started playing US because, you know, I'm from the US. Um, uh, so I was playing the US faction. And it was fun. To say the least, it was fun. What I will say, though, I was very shit at the game. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to go and do the whole German thing. Because the Germans, they win every time. And I'm always losing on the US side. So if I play on the Germans, then I'll win. And so that's when all the player base also decided to just kind of do a little switcheroo. And the good players started playing US and the bad players started playing Germany. And Germany started losing wars because everyone was grinding out their US characters. I just happened to be playing at the wrong times, essentially. Eventually, I got back into the, to the swing of things. I kind of played like one game as Germany and lost and was like, screw this. I think I saw the war result, and I was like, all right, we're going back to U.S. And then I was in, like, winning wars and things like that. Um, and then I pretty much just tried to follow the trends of how, how things were going. And then, obviously, the Soviets were added later into the game. So this is going to take us to when I started Twitch. Because I would stream heroes and generals on twitch and i'd stream it initially i only would stream to like one viewer and i remember this as well um because i still kind of stream to one viewer anyway but i get like more people come in now and like actual people follow me and so i'll i will actually get people who come in and be like yo what's up so that's pretty fun but you know this was like 10 followers one viewer max and that was you on your iPhone on the Twitch app loading it up because you needed to, to see chat because you had normal OBS because there was no OBS studio. So um, I think the best way to describe Twitch at that point for very new streamers is if you had no idea what you were doing, it would be just don't, don't, just stop. However... I remember two things. One, I actually connected with a lot of people in the game through Twitch. And I actually became a decently big recognized name. People knew who I was for a while. I was playing with video games with people who were like 30 years old. 30, 40 years old. And I was like 13, 14. Um, and then my Twitch got suspended because I was too young so I stopped streaming, and we enter the Dark Age. This is when I started playing different types of games. So this starts 2014, because I was... So I was actually getting really into tanks. 
because I really enjoyed the tanks in um in the actual heroes and generals. Um I become quite a good tanker um in the game. And so I would queue with people and and, and I would be the tanker in the queue. And so uh I remember that I decided to try World of Tanks. Fun game, definitely. Frustrating. But this is where I call it what I call the dark era because I wasn't really uploading. I was trying. I was very frustrated with YouTube. I'm kind of. I'm about to enter high school, and um, a lot of things are changing in my life. And that's when I found grand strategy games. Now around this time as well. So I think like the three main games I was playing were. I was playing heroes and generals but i was kind of stopping as as a lot of other people were kind of not playing the game as much anymore i was playing a lot of world of tanks i was playing a lot of csgo though what i will say is csgo is more ninth and tenth grade more than anything really um but i started playing in eighth grade and uh when i got a steam card for the first time so yeah but that was, let's see, this would be around, this was, oh, and this was, this is also skipping over because I spent a long time on Heroes and Generals. Around the time I was, like, in my peak in Heroes and Generals in 2014, um, like, that 2013-2014 was when Captain Sparkle's um, survival games on Mindplex were, like, absolutely popping off. And... Because it was popping off, I would, um, I would go around, and I I don't remember exactly how it started. Basically, I had one diamond and two sticks, and I made a diamond shovel, and I won the game with a diamond shovel, and it was a trend that stuck on. I didn't record the video, I didn't upload it anywhere, like there wasn't anything like that. But I think one of the people who I killed with a diamond shovel was. Because after that, everyone started using the diamond shovel in Minecraft survival games on Mineplex. It became a thing that was even shown in various Captain Sparkles videos. Like, I'm fairly certain I remember that, and I'm not misremembering. Uh, if you also remember that, then nice. Congratulations. That's my trend. I started that. I don't get my credit for a lot of things at all. And, and I think my friends would, would agree with, with that statement that I don't give myself uh, enough credit for things that I do. I take full credit for that. Like, I will not back down from the fact that I started that. I do not have a date. Alright? It, it can never be an official thing. And I and I'm aware of that. But I swear to God I started it. And I don't want to hear anything else because I will just say cap. Anyway, so we're going to get into the CSGO days because those also coincided or coincided with the days of um, grand strategy games. So 
Eighth grade, I, I, I started getting into CSGO. I never really uploaded too many CSGO videos. I, I think I uploaded like two in total, uh, and they were in like 2015. Now remember, CSGO was not, I think it's free now, and it was not free when I bought it, because it was 15 bucks. And I remember I was awful. Like, I'd played one shooter game at this point, and it was, it's like, it had, Heroes and Generals at the time had, like, some of the worst controls for a, a shooter game. And as far as, like, recoil, things like that, it was really not, it wasn't a game where you needed to go into aim labs to aim. It was a game where you could point and shoot, and you'd be fine. I'm not saying it was a bad game, I'm saying it the shooting mechanics were simple. CSGO, on the other hand, does not have simple shooting mechanics. It has very advanced shooting mechanics and lots of annoying recoil, especially with an AK-47. Um, while I th would like to say I'm pretty decent at aiming in um, those types of like games like CS and Valorant, uh, I will say that I was shit for a very long time in them. Now, uh, you know, it was like the low tier. You, you, you were the lowest of the low. And I eventually, I started getting better at CS, but I also got scammed. Um, I unboxed some knives. They were only like 40, 50 bucks, but I was so proud of these. They were like battle scarred. Uh, shadow daggers that were just like one of the normal like base like boreal forest or something like that or safari mesh i think they were safari mesh battle scarred or something like that or well worn they were like 40 bucks all right and i was a bit disappointed that i did not get like a hundred dollar knife but then i traded them to someone for Steam money. I never got that. Steam money. Just lost that knife. That wasn't very fun. So, that was my CSGO experience. That was the first time I got scammed. That was like the first time I had like a wake-up call about the internet. Dude, I didn't trust anyone after that. Though I will say, um, in college my first year, I went back to CSGO for a, a short period and because um, I had a bunch of stuff that I needed to unbox and so I just like kind of bought some stuff to unbox. I unboxed an M4 Hyper Beast, I think. I, I don't know, fact new. Um, and I sold it for like a hundred bucks or something like that. I can't remember, somewhere between like 80 and 120 bucks. I don't really know how much they go for right now, but I started buying games after that. We'll talk about Grand Strategy, though. I, in high school, my first years of high school, I really got into Grand Strategy because I had a friend who was into Grand Strategy, and he pretty much told me to get into Grand Strategy. So, like, you know, what am I going to do? Not get into Grand Strategy. Uh, so I was playing games like Hearts of Iron, um, Victoria, 
Europa Universalis, Sid Meier's Civilization, those types of games. I was super into them. And that was kind of like my first two years of high school. All focused around that. I think, honestly, if there's any point at which I could have gotten YouTube success, I think it could have been through Grand Strategy Games just because it was such a niche community at the time as well. Like, if you uploaded it, like, people, you know, take note of you and, you know, maybe subscribe, come back. They would definitely click on the video, though. They'd at least see what it's about. And so I feel like that would have been a way where I could have, with some cool concepts, really done quite well. So let's move on from that and go to my uh, last two years of high school, where pretty much all I played was Pokemon. Um, I'd been playing Pokemon like throughout all of this time. And, like, anyway, like, when I, like, Pokemon had always been just, like, a major part of, you know, me and the type of games that I played. And so, for me, Pokemon was something that I was never going to let go. You know, I'd always have Pokemon in my life. And pretty much for the last two years of high school, it was just kind of Pokemon and Minecraft. Um, I'd go around to like other games like uh, Football Manager, FIFA, started getting into those because um, I started getting into the sport a bit more uh, just because of my, my dad being from England and, and I, I, you know, I'd always been into it, but never the video game side of it. And, and I wanted to get into the video game side of it. And, and pretty much all I played was like Pokemon, Football Manager and FIFA. Uh, and occasionally Minecraft. Um, college. College was when I started getting back into Minecraft. More. But my first year of college, then nothing really changed. Uh, I started buying more games. I started playing more games. And I started getting like a wider range of, of genre. Uh, so now we get to quarantine. Now, quarantine was when some interesting things happened. Um, quarantine was when I think Genshin came out. Among Us got big. Fall Guys was a thing. Actually, no, Genshin was later. For me, at least. But Fall Guys, Among Us, I was excellent at Among Us. Still kind of am. Made an Among Us video once i played among us on stream i'm just too good at it quite frankly um disguised toast has nothing on my plays train who is he moist critical is my only true rival as far as someone who's added that intellectual level of among us gameplay uh quite frankly so um you know, there's only one person that I could truly com that would truly give me a run for my money when it comes to Among Us skill, and I, I think that would be Moist Critical. Um, but then we get to kind of where I am now, and I think this is when I think of like the times that I no lifed video games. I'm thinking like the first time was Heroes and Generals, and I think. 
I know life world of tanks, Loki. And then once I hit high school, I kind of stopped no-lifing games. Which is weird, because I feel like that's when people start no-lifing games. But I didn't have Call of Duty. I think I, I, I played Battlefield for a bit, and I, Battlefield 1 for a bit, and I didn't really like it. Um, I never really got into shooters that much. I didn't really want to no-life CS. And then Valorant. A game that had been out for a while. And I discovered it. <clears throat> and then I got addicted to it, and I know life it. Um, uh, well, not every day. Like, I can't do it every single day. Like, 12 hours. But I, I would say, like, as far as I'm concerned, I basically know life that game. Um, but I've branched out to so many games now that, like, my overall, like, game library and my game knowledge has expanded a lot because I know a little bit more. I understand references now. And it's kind of annoying because I never grew up, like, I grew up with such a, like, a thin knowledge of gaming. Like, my gaming knowledge is, like, it's like a funnel, essentially, where, like, from the bottom, the thinnest point, I know so little, and I'm slowly expanding to where I have a lot more knowledge about the games that I'm playing. Um, and it is interesting that, you know, people call me a gamer and have called me a gamer for a while and just because i've had this love for video games and played video games it's like people would say i'm a gamer because you know he can just pick up any game and, and he can just learn how to play it and i guess to an extent that's true i can because i've played a wide variety of different games and i, and I feel like i have like brain wise i feel like i have a good understanding of like how things work in games and like just how a game is supposed to function and like using those steps i can just understand like how a game is supposed to work by also like watching people as well that also helps me because i'm very visual uh when it comes to learning so that all kind of ties into to all that but uh, i think i got i think i'll just leave it there i think that's been um more than enough of me rambling about me and my video game experiences, I'm interested to kind of know what people want to listen to from my experiences. Because there's a there's a decent amount I could probably talk about. Um, I'm going to try and probably bring another person on at some point in the near future. I think that'll be pretty fun. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed... I've just hit my glasses against my microphone. I don't even know. Well, I know how I've done it because I've just moved my head into the microphone. But it shows my state right now. I am I am kind of losing it. I hope this made sense, actually. I may end up having to re-record this. Who knows? But um, I've done it again. I'm losing it. Anyway, I need more water. Um... But yeah, I hope you enjoyed me talking about my video game experiences. Um, I, I could go into more detail about various games. I can talk about quite a lot of things. There's, there's, there's a decent amount that I could probably talk about with, with various things that happened in my life with video games. But I think that's a good way to, to end off this episode of the podcast, episode two, um, as we continue on. 
So thank you very much for uh, listening or watching if you're on YouTube. And uh, I'll see you all next week.